Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 134 now. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer at Old Home Office along with Brendan Escott. Brennan, were you able to find that Chris Cornell uh, GNR uh, version? I was. I was. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we'll roll we'll, that out. We'll extra that out at the end of the show today. Uh, Bob Stoffer with you. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup, takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, eight of which include dining options. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation, the Mediterranean chicken. This is how much my next guest wanted to avoid his interview on Friday. He scheduled uh, a dental appointment uh, during his hit at 135, but he's been kind enough to join us today. Jack, I, I, I know you'd find this amazing, given my, uh, my, my dietary habits, which include blue whales and, and, uh, and Swedish berries, but I've actually got to go see Dr. Bob Ridley later this afternoon to get a little bit of work done. But how are you doing? Did you make it through? Well, I saw you yesterday, so I know you made it through uh, your dental experience on uh, Friday. Well, I guess we've answered the age-old question, would you rather spend time with Bob Stoffer or spend time in a dental chair? But uh, <laughs> we're okay, and I'm sure you will be as well, although he'll probably uh, not only mention uh, the snacks that you mentioned, but also your choice of drinks I do not think has been approved by any sort of uh, association affiliated with dentists. I'm quite sure of that. What's wrong with combining sports energy drinks with Bailey's and coffee? Uh, I, I think there's one thing of sports <laughs> energy drinks. There's the kind of drinks that you have, which also can double as battery acid. Uh, in my, As I have analyzed the chemical components, I believe there's kind of a duality there where uh, your drinks in particular – uh, let's just say if I ever needed to strip pain, I know where to go. Well, in, in full disclosure here, uh, I'm also not a guy that sticks to one drink during the course of the night. I will bounce around a bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as, as you know, I, I may have had a blueberry mojito and a glass of wine last night at dinner. But, you know, let's, uh, I know you've had a couple chuckles over the years and on that stuff. I've moved away. I used to drink a lot of dark beer, Jack, like 25 years ago, like when when, and, and hey, we're more more Molson, right? So, uh, you know, more more recent vintage would be a little bit different. But 25, 30 years ago, I drink like traditional for Big Rock, and I've kind of moved away a bit from that because I, I I didn't need any help to get fatter, and it was making me a little bit heavier. <laughs> so, uh, anyhow, yes. Uh, and one thing I'll say about you is you can certainly 
you know, you're not a guy that's you're always willing to sample a, a different type of drink as well. Is that not true? Absolutely. And I think in the interest of full disclosure, but also brief disclosure, we should probably move on. Okay. <laughs> well, there, there you go on the grounds of it may be incriminating to me. Uh, there you have it. So uh, Mark Spector has just penned a piece on Philip Broberg right now talking about how Broberg in theory was going to be the 11th defenseman. Uh, Mike Green obviously opted to make the personal choice that he did. Uh, you've been out uh, at practice watching Bro. He's been quite noticeable, hasn't he? Well, and, you know, the thing with Broberg is, uh, you know, he's got a little bit of, you know, he's got the speed, obviously, which you notice right away, and the ability to make the first pass. But he also, you know, what struck me is how big this guy is. I mean, right now he's somewhat rangy, but you can tell he's kind of thickening up by the day and in a good yeah. way. I mean, he's got a little bit of Adam Larson in him in the sense that I think when he's a complete product physically, he's going to be rock solid and, and tough to move out there. And, and you and I both know that, you know, Adam Larson is a nasty piece of business in the corner. So it's it's interesting how Broberg's development will go here because, like I said, once his body fills out, uh, not only can, you know, I, I glimpse some of his offensive skills, but I also can envision a guy that, you know, some of the more skilled finesse forwards in the Western Conference are not going to really appreciate playing against this guy. At least that's my initial impression. I, well, he's going to, Jack, he's probably going to come in around 6'3", 220. Right, like yeah. right now, right now he's probably six three two ten. Like you know, I believe he's eight to ten pounds heavier than he was. Uh, both hockey DB uh, and hockey, uh, not hockey reference, but uh, ho- hockey prospect got elite him at like yeah. Yeah, elite prospects has got him at six three two oh three. He's got to be two hundred and ten pounds, and yes, he could end up being Larson's size, but he skates completely differently than Adam oh, Larson. Oh, absolutely. I, 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 all I'm saying is he might be a you know kind of a combination. And, and again, uh, the, you know, the way the Oilers' defense all of a sudden is looking right now, Bob, is is you're going to have a guy or two who's probably going to have to be phased out here because they're pretty loaded up right now. And, you know, we haven't really talked much about Evan Bouchard on this program in a while, but, uh, you know, he's another guy that that I think is, is going to be there sooner rather than later. Uh, the other thing I like about Philip Broberg, and I know you noticed it during the scrimmages as well, is like Caleb Jones, I, you know, I'm getting a glimpse of a guy who can also play his offside if he needs to in a pinch. So that type of versatility, and I know, you know, Dave Tippett and for that matter, Ken Holland prefer the lefty-righty combos on the back end, but a little extra versatility you know, like guys that can move around to the wing and, and, and start as a center up front, it's nice to have on your roster those interchangeable pulse, especially in a truncated playoff schedule where you can get banged up, Bob. And and if you do get nicked up, it helps to have guys that can play more than adequately at more than one position. Yeah, I'd say he's been the pleasant surprise so far in camp. Um there was a noticeable flip yesterday of a couple of wingers. How do you think Tyler Ennis looked with uh, Dry Settle and Yamamoto, Jack? Well, to me, Tyler Ennis is going to look the same no matter who he plays with, and that's a product of being, you know, a ten-year veteran in the league and a guy who's played on all four lines over the course of his career. As you know, Bob, he saw a lot of first-line minutes in Buffalo, and and you know was part of what they felt at the time would be, you know, kind of a core that would lead Buffalo into the 2010s 
and make them perennial playoff contenders just as they were in the previous decade. That didn't happen. And for Tyler Ennis, his career was derailed by a couple of significant injuries. But, you know, in the last couple of years, he's been healthy. And he's been moved up and down the lineup. And the one consistent thing he's done is no matter where he's played, he's produced. You know, so his points for 60 minutes are, are quite impressive. And, and so I wasn't really, uh, you know, surprised to see him fit in seamlessly with Drysaddle and Yamamoto, two guys that I don't see Dave Tippett breaking up those two. They have a lot of chemistry. I think Leon Dreisaitl has made it well known that he likes playing with Tyler Yamamoto and would not like playing without Tyler Yamamoto. So, uh, you know, Ennis is a good fit there. For Athanasiu, I, I think he's he's he'll he has to find his way in this lineup. I, Bob, I think that's that could be key. Uh, maybe not in the first round, but as as the playoffs move along. Athanasiu just has too much talent that, you know, theoretically he's got to find a spot. And and that'll be key for Dave Tippett, I think, because uh, sometimes when you have a guy that's, that's you know, having a, having a rough go, finding his, finding his role, finding his line mates, you know, finding players he's comfortable with and that they're comfortable with him, but you've got a lot of talent, you keep giving that guy opportunities. And so Athanasiu at, at one point is going to have to find a role on this team. And I think it's important he does because I do believe he's one of the 12 best forwards the Oilers have, Bob. He's just got to show it, and he's got to find a role, and he's got to find players with whom he has a certain degree of chemistry. I don't think we've seen what he can be as an Oiler just yet. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, the One of the things that concerns me a bit with Drysaddle and Yamamoto is the guys that succeed there uh, can can process the game, but they also support the puck well because Leon's very effective on the forehand and backhand in the O zone, and that means the players never the play's never dead. But you got to support the play, and clearly Ennis can do that. Jack, you tweeted out yesterday. Uh, it's also been evident every day that Connor McDavid hasn't forgotten how to be Connor McDavid. That being said. Does he look like a little bit different, Connor McDavid, than maybe in the fall? Like, I mean, even Connor's statement after the first day of uh, the skate a week ago, Monday, was that he's. He, I got the sense that he felt maybe he's at a little bit different place. Well, to be honest with you, I, I'm going to have to take his word for it because, as you know, Bob, we really didn't see him in the fall. You know, I mean, we saw him skating with his team, but we didn't really see him for for two thirds of the exhibition schedule, and and then he and Leon get, got off to a great start. So, I mean, we we weren't really all we really saw was the start, which was fantastic, and he, now he's saying he feels much better than that. I mean. You know, for me, training camp in the fall, it's, it's tough to tell. And, and really, that, that last week, Bob, is when sure. you finally start seeing, you know, NHL lineups versus NHL lineups. And for us, we really, what, we saw a game and a half of, of Connor McDavid in that situation, basically. So, yeah. uh, so for me, you know, I, I think what you're, what you're really talking about is what Connor's telling us. And, and that's saying, you know, look, there's no comparison. I'm not. You know, I'm not worried about easing myself in or any of that stuff. I'm not coming off rehab. I've had time not only to get healthy, but to train the way I would have the previous summer, worry not rehabbing the knee injury. So he's now coming off, you know, what for him is, is normal training. For, for, for any other person, it'd be enough to put you in the grade. <laughs> you know that he is in fabulous shape. Uh, he certainly looks at, I mean, to be honest, as, as you know, he made some of the Oilers' best defense and looked silly yesterday. But yeah, he of was... course, 
he does that to everyone in the league. Uh, he's done that to Morgan Riley. He's done that to Ryan Suter. I mean, so I don't think that's a reflection on the Oilers defenseman. I think it's a reflection of what you're talking about. Connor McDavid seemingly at the top of his game. And when he's at the top of his game, there's no one else in the next line over. It's only a next line below him. Yeah, uh, Oliver Ekman. How many times has he posterized Oliver Ekman Larson yeah, as well? Yeah, that's another good example of an elite defenseman that he's just embarrassed from time to time. Yeah, Jack Michaels joining us right now. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers now. Jack, uh, James Neal and Alex Chason with Jujar Kara. And Neal, as we know, suffered that ankle injury, missed 16 games, uh, got hurt in the game against Calgary, missed a while. He really wasn't right the rest of the year. Uh, that line has looked pretty good. Do you not agree? I do. And I, I've actually been, I would say, you forget that, you know, these guys tend to play banged up and only admit to us a very small portion. I think James Neal's probably at the top of that list, an old-school guy. I mean, you and I both know uh, the the ankle was was the second or third of a series of lower body injuries that he was dealing with throughout the season. He, even when he was hot, you know, he was he was playing a little banged up once he got inside the season's first two weeks. And he's a guy that you know basically lets his head coach know exactly what's going on with him, and then qualifies that with, uh, by the way, I'm playing tonight. You know, I mean, he, he's he's not going to ask out of the lineup, so. I think the fact that he's had four months off to fully heal and get himself going, and, and Alex Chason looks like an Alex Chason that uh, remembers what it's like to be in the Stanley Cup playoffs and, and win a Stanley Cup with the Washington Capitals. I, I think I've been... He's been good. The most surprising thing has been the pace, has it not, Bob? Both Neil and Chason look faster than I remember them. The team, Jack. Remember when we were in Detroit? And we and granted, they had Athanasiu at that time, and they got Larkin, but we watched Detroit's morning skate, and then, uh, like, Nygaard was out at that stage for Edmonton, and uh, Yamamoto yeah, was... Yeah, team. Yamamoto's here. I mean, I heard you talk about that on the show the other day. Yeah. This is a club that, even though they started 5-0 and and 7-1, and and, you know, to some degree, you know, then got hot again New Year's Eve, and... And uh, we're leveling off a little bit into the pause. I think you'd agree with me. Not yep. playing as well as they as they had been earlier. But I, I, what you're getting at is right now everyone's healthy, and you know the additions of the players we talked about plus plus a Yamamoto. It just we're. I, I think what you're trying to say is the Oilers are playing at a quicker pace than they were even when they were playing oh, yeah. you know, five and oh, seven and one hockey to start the year. They they are a different team and they're they're deep up and down the lineup. But you know, you, you hear some of the veterans allude to the depth on this club. They're not talking about their second and third lines, they're talking about their fifth and sixth lines. I mean, you've got guys like, you know, Ryan McLeod and, you know, Ryan McLeod's just one. We've talked about the D a little bit, but Gaetan Haas is going to be in a playoff game. I, I really believe that. He might not start the playoffs, but he's going to play in the playoffs, in my opinion. Uh, Nygaard right now is not in the top four lines, but he's going to play in the playoffs. Uh, they've got some forwards that are really pushing up. And I think the veterans have noticed, and it's elevated their pace as well, Bob, because you know what? The one thing I've noticed in these scrimmages and, and, and even in the drills is if you try to take it easy with a guy like Ryan McLeod, he's going to make you look silly. 
Yeah, well, McLeod's going to be an intriguing guy. You know, he, he's a Sorry, year I'm away. My, you know, I love him. I'm betraying. My well, you're going to be. I mean, between Marody Benson and McLeod, it's the, the. I mean, the guy's such an explosive skater in the frame. I mean, that's your best bet. So, Jack, we'll see you down at uh, the community arena tomorrow. Okay. Sounds good, Bob, and take care. Make sure that Dennis beat, doesn't beat you up too bad. I need you at 100% in a week and a half. Well, uh, okay. There we go. We'll see if we can make that happen. Uh, this text comes in from Cactus Jack, and he says, Sometimes I agree with Jack Michaels, sometimes I don't. But, Bob, your reputation precedes itself. You certainly are the uh, roulette wheel of drinks in an evening. Well, thank you for that, Cactus Jack. 150 in Edmonton. We'll get back with uh, this day in order's history when we return. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. You heard Mike Rupp say the NHL Network, Leon Dreisaitl should win the Hart Trophy. We get the nominees tomorrow. That'll be one of our conversation points. Mark Spector will join us on the Tuesday edition of Oilers Now uh, for Horse Racing Alberta, presenting live racing. Fridays and Sunday evenings out of Century Mile. Again, they are currently complying with Alberta uh, health uh, standards and regulations. There's no spectators at this time at Century Mile, but you can go online at hbibet.com to watch and wager. All right. Uh, Reed Wilkins has inside sports tonight, Mr. Escott. What's he rolling it with? It sounded like a fluid show as of oh, now. Oh, there we all right, well, and at some point we might be getting a note, uh, uh, something coming out of the Edmonton Eskimos over the next 24 to 48 hours as well, or the Edmonton Football Club in the 24 to uh, 48 hours to this day in Oilers history. Here's Brendan Escott. Back in 1968, a key piece coming back from Los Angeles in the Wayne Gretzky trade. Jimmy Carson is born in Southfield, Michigan on this day. Uh, Carson played one season in change, a season in change if you want to call it that, uh, for the Oilers. 49 goals and 100 points in 80 games in 88-89 before being traded to Detroit early the following year. Was never the same after that 88-89 season. Like, I mean, that's a, that's a great season for 49 goals, 100 points in 80 games, was never as prolific of a player. Of course, the Oilers got Joe Murphy, they got Adam Graves, they got Peter Klima, and those three forwards all played a part in that trade during the 89-90 season. I remember I was at university at that time, I remember the day the trade went down, and I looked at uh, John Sexsmith, who I uh, went and saw the other night with Dave Jamison, and uh, we had a, a good, good, couple, good couple laughs, a little bit of storytelling, but I remember telling John, I go, that might be the type of trade that gives slots enough depth you never know. Don't write the Oilers off in 1990. And Edmonton had a run just before Christmas where they teased it big time in 89-90. Uh, you could see that it was coming. Carson, uh, I think he only played four games during the 89-90 season with Edmonton before he went to Detroit. And again, the Oilers ended up getting Joe Murphy, uh, Adam Graves, and Peter Klima. Murphy and Graves were on the kid line with Jelenant during the 90 Stanley Cup playoff run. Klima came from uh, literally out of the press box. Well, not out of the press box, but sitting on the bench to scoring a triple overtime in game one against the Bruins in the 1990 Stanley Cup final. Again, Speck will join us tomorrow. Jalen Nye is coming up with 6.30 Chet Afternoons. Uh, she'll have uh, Sarah McClellan on from the uh, Star Tribune out of uh, Minneapolis. Uh, she'll join uh, Jalen. Day three of our mandatory quarantine. Uh, that's coming up after the 2.30 news. Uh, Eileen will have updates for you at uh, 2, uh, 2.30 on the half hours. And as we go to break, uh, again, on this state uh, and he's since departed but uh, brilliant uh, musician Chris Cornell uh, paying homage uh, they've released this song today a little GNR for you 
Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.